Hi, it's Liana Bolden with Eternally Speaking Now. This message is called That Voice in the Box. Proverbs 16.9 says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. I recall a family reunion where my husband, son, and I were traveling by car. Um, We traveled through five states in one day course, we thought that was really cool. It may sound impressive, but (laughs) it's actually more fun to report than it was incredible to do. It just happened that during the course of a seven-hour drive, we were able to travel through five states. And thanks to the GPS, you can imagine, maybe we depended too much, you know, on that GPS, that little voice in the box, but it got us literally everywhere we needed to go. Speaking of the GPS... We did experience something that maybe you've noticed on your road trips. At some point, the GPS directed us to take a road going north, but then it quickly commanded we go east. The problem is we were actually trying to get home, which was in the completely opposite direction. Instead of going north and east, we needed to move south and west. (laughs) Hmm. One might ask, Was the GPS wrong? Well, it's like in that moment we were at a crossroad. Many of you have likely encountered. Do we obey that little machine or do we decide to defy it? Do we just pull over and pull up another map and see the path for ourselves? Or do we continue as told, blindly believing that voice? (laughs) Admittedly, I've all too often questioned the GPS. I've just done my own thing, but I've ended up lost. And based on that history, my husband and I decided when our little voice in the box was telling us to continue north and east, even though we needed to get south and west, that we would go ahead and continue north and east, trusting that we would find ourselves south and west. (laughs) And sure enough, our family returned home, not only safely and on time, but also having diverted from several construction zones and areas of delayed traffic. Yes, thanks to the GPS. I wonder if you have caught on to the direction in which I'm going here. (laughs) Yeah, there was a lesson from God in all this. It's short and succinct. Here it goes. In life, sometimes we need to go north and east to end up south and west. You know, at some point in my life when I had lived long enough to look back and discern life's lessons more clearly, I discovered this. God has designed a plan for each one of us. Now, let's say he wants you to get to point J. Well, you start at point A, you move to point B, you progress toward point C, you're feeling good, life's landscape looks positive, you're in the will of God, the groove feels right. And as you begin traveling towards point D, though, you notice where you're headed is not where you thought point D would be. In fact, you couldn't be any farther away from where you'd expected to be at that point. Soon you observe you're at a location in life that is so opposite from what you thought point D would be that you wonder if you've done anything right at all. It's at that point you get confused. You thought you were following the Lord's guidance. Had you even heard him clearly? Well, time passes. 
You continue on to points E, F, and G in life, persevering through unexpected bumps along the road, both surprises and mysteries, both treasures and tragedies. Point G leads to H, H leads to I, and ta-da! You find yourself landing at point J, a place you'd never have imagined, desired, or sought. And you discover it's amazing. Looking back at the unique steps in your life, you realize with hindsight 2020 vision that God's plans all along somehow included mysterious point D. You see how you'd never have arrived at J had it not been for point D and everything in between. In fact, that point D reveals itself as having benefited you in ways you'd never have been able to anticipate back when you endured it. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Yep, sometimes God will take us north and east to eventually get us south and west. And it is good. So here's our challenge for today. There's another lesson from my family's travels, and it actually has to do with the GPS. So buckle up, (laughs) put on your thinking hat, go along for the ride with me, and I'm going to do my best to capture God's greatness and put it here in just a few more paragraphs. So you've likely heard that phrase, oh, Jesus is my co-pilot, or that song title, Jesus Take the Wheel. Well, these sayings are catchy, they're empowering, and actually they're very meaningful. They've certainly ministered to me over the years. I'd like to propose, though, that the Holy Spirit would like us to go farther than those mottos. He wants to draw us into a deeper, more dynamic, otherworldly relationship with Him. And this is what I mean. Okay, if we are in Christ, then in a sense, He's our vehicle, right? We surrender our lives to him, we abide in him, and let him direct our lives. We are in him, and he takes us where we need to go. On the other hand, it's also true that as we abide in Christ, he abides in us, right? But then doesn't that make us his vehicles? Listen to John 15 verses 4 to 5. Jesus said, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Somehow, as we abide in Christ and he in us, He is in us and we are in him. We are made one together at the same time. He's the vehicle in which we travel and we are his vehicle in which he travels. We are his chosen vessels to carry his love, truth, and his presence to others. Look at 2 Corinthians 4, verses 6 to 7. This is what it says. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness 
who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. How magnificent is this? But it goes farther. Now I'm traversing my way back to the GPS part, so please don't pass by this. Here we go. If I am God's vehicle and he is my vehicle, then who is in the driver's seat? Who's in the driver's seat? While this question could prompt a lengthy and, personally I would say, an enjoyable theological discussion, for the sake of time, let me summarize the answer. Okay? And if you want scriptures that support what I'm going to say, please feel free to ask me. Here it goes. The Lord is sovereign. He's in control over everything. Yet, he has also given mankind free will. That means we have the ability to make our own choices. Now, we are never equal to God. He's our father and he's our creator. He adores us and he calls us into loving, lasting relationship with him. Now, when, as an act of our will, we've surrendered to Jesus, his Holy Spirit comes to dwell in us. His word promises he will abide with us forever. He will seal us by his spirit. He will not permit anything to snatch us out of his hand, and he will not let anyone or anything separate us from his love. We become a citizen of his kingdom. He's our king, and we give up all of our rights over to him. We give up all of our will to him. We are then left with that daily struggle between our flesh and our spirit. But because of God's spirit dwelling inside of us, we're no longer slaves to sin. We are now free to say yes to God's will, and we are free to say no to ours. Therefore, because of the case I just laid out before you, I say, because those in Christ are now one in Christ, it cannot be just God in the driver's seat of my life or just me in the driver's seat of my life. It must be both. Both the Lord and I are together in my driver's seat, together as one at the same time. Yes, roadblocks and detours will inevitably come. We will face dead ends and the route will need to recalculate at times. Do you ever feel like you're stuck driving in circles or on a roundabout? Are you in need today of a road sign? Just something flashing in front of your face to tell you exactly where to go? I totally understand. <laughs> Maybe you feel like you've gotten lost somewhere along the journey. The direction we choose in each of these situations will depend on whose voice we obey. Will we mind our own will or will we stop and choose to submit to God's will? Will we acquiesce to the voice of the current culture and the lust of the flesh? Or will we listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit? Be on guard. Proverbs 16, 25 cautions us. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. And it all comes down to that GPS, the little voice in the box. 
Which GPS were we created to embrace? (laughs) I'm talking about God's perfect steps. GPS. God's perfect steps. God's perfect steps. His GPS for us is clearly presented in the Bible. And his word is like a treasure box, ready and available to you every single hour. Open it, read it, follow it. The Lord who wrote it is the only one who knows the future. He's the only one who genuinely knows you. He sees around every corner and he knows what lies ahead. His voice is the only one worth obeying. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for his GPS. God's perfect steps. We would be lost without him. So here you go. You've been given the keys. Now put those in the ignition. Surrender afresh to Jesus. Pray, read his word, and be led by the Spirit of God. That glorious, loving, mighty, yet often gentle and quiet voice in the box.